Let's take it green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Let's take it green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Let's take it green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. All we need is a stage. Welcome to another illustrious edition of the Hot Flyers Wrestling Podcast. Your boys are back again. The non-coked out Bobby Brown and Ja Rule of wrestling. It's murder. My good brother, how are you doing? Oh, man, that song is <laughs> such greatness and such funniness all at the same time. No, I don't care what Bobby Brown or anybody else says. You was on coke. You hit a line of coke before you jumped out the helicopter fan. They both did. Bobby oh, was yeah. dancing around the whole video in the background like he was a background dancer. With some of the baggiest jeans of all time on, dancing on the roof, sliding like he ushered and shit. Speaking of sliding, that's a perfect segue. So we're here today to talk about, you know, Payback, which was actually a fantastic pay-per-view, which... I'm not going to lie. I had low expectations for it. It was a week after SummerSlam. I really wasn't expecting no big, you know, resets or anything yeah. like that to happen. But we had quite a few. But, you know, it starts off with with a kickoff show. It starts off with the kickoff show. And that alone tells you that this pay-per-view was something special if we're actually talking about the kickoff show. Because normally the kickoff show never gets talked about. So... We had a panel full of Hall of Famers and Pete Rosenberg. <laughs> and at one point, they decided to run the Talking Smacks interview of The Miz and Big E from this past Saturday, the second one. And Big E was basically saying that forget what, you know, the brass quote unquote wants. He's going to continue to be him. And he's not going to change it worked for the new day and it worked for kofi and if Big E can get it done then it's going to prove that you don't have to necessarily fit the corporate the corporate mold to be champion true so they get done showing that and then they come back and the panel decides to discuss it right booker t decides to say that Big E is a good guy, but so is his neighbor next door. Being a good guy does not earn you or make you entitled to having a world championship run. And to paraphrase, he basically told Big E to stop shipping and driving if he want to actually make it to the top of the mountain. I'll let you tell the people who decide to rebut. Out of anybody that could have said anything to defend big e john bradshaw layfield was the one that had to let booger t know that hey fam you had to spin a roomie and you was a five-time champion this is probably the one time the, the one time that i've agreed with jbl in a very probably ever but um and then, you know, and Booker T know he messed up because the first thing he did was turn to Jerry Lawler was like, come on, Jerry, back me up. Now, I don't care about what Jerry Lawler got to say either because Jerry Lawler is just there just to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I haven't really cared about Jerry King Lawler's opinion in a very long time. Same. So I didn't really care what he had to say. Booker, let's not sit here and act like your title run didn't come with you having a fake accent going by King Booker. And JBL didn't even bring that up. See, I wish one of them would have brought that up. No, the Spinneroni was enough. Yeah, that's true. Also, let's not sit here and act like even if it was in TNA, he wasn't out there commentating his own match. He wasn't doing commentary doing his own matches. So, I mean, what can you really say? Because it worked for you, brother. And we are, and it's getting annoying, you know what I'm saying? Because him, 
Mark Henry. Y'all look, I don't give a fuck. Y'all are becoming coons. Y'all are cooning to keep y'all place in the WWE right now. And it is getting annoying as hell. And honestly disgusting. It started with Naomi. And now this stuff with Big E. Look, I get it. Big E ain't for everybody. But at the same time, though, if you can see the trajectory that they got him going on, the people whose opinion matters about, about Big E is the ones that we are seeing right now. Exactly. Big E is definitely in for a, a big singles push. Otherwise, they wouldn't even just plant it to seed as far as like it even being a big deal. Or you wouldn't hear them constantly talking about it every fucking week. Because if honestly, if he wasn't going to get a big singles push, Big E would have just faded to obscurity like the Uso brother did. Exactly. The none hurt one. The last time you seen the Uso brother, he was hosting a dance contest. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was the host of that. And then that's when we got that translation. Yeah, but it, but but you're right, though. So I don't care what Boogie T has to say. It's amazing how you can't seem to look yourself in the mirror and, and I, I like how Boogie T is one of the people who I always like to talk about somebody to humble themselves and do things like that. But you are the main person, Mr. Huffman, who can't seem to do that on your own. Mm-hmm. But you're so quick to be trying to say, you know what I'm saying, sell some beard shine or some beard oil or a suit. I'm going to feel like That he don't use himself because that beard was looking real dry, my brother. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this. This will probably be... This is how you know 2020 has been a weird year. Props to John Bradshaw Layfield for putting Booker T in his place. You, you should just, you know what? You should just go to the Hall of Fame just for that. They should just have a special Hall of Fame ceremony for JBL just for putting Booker T in check. Like now, you know, I'm honestly okay with calling him a WWE Hall of Famer. Me too. And it's crazy because you would think that, you know, the Texan who done went for New York would like be like yeah you're right you know what i'm saying biggie don't print money you know that but nah it would have been funny if like he would have hit an angelo dogs and be like hey nah fam book yeah <laughs> bro but yeah i'm yeah i don't even want to like you know bro fuck with the tea with that like seriously so on, on a positive note now that we got that out the way the ride squad is back officially I hope Ruby so. Ride and Lil Morgan matching attire and all picked up the win to start off tonight on the kickoff show against the Iconics. My poor girls, you know, took another L. But this one actually lasted a nice little bit of time, so. It did. Now can they move away from each other? I don't need to see them wrestle on Monday Night Raw. They probably will, but that might be the last time. And then I see the Ride Squad probably going after the tag team championships and here's the only reason why i say that because even like yes if this is true that the payoff is officially the riot squad is back together i am happy about that but the last thing i need to see is another match with like them you know billy cajun acting like one of them hit each other off the apron like after a while that's that that gets annoying because i mean if they do it right they could have a last match on raw tonight and I hate to say this, but the Rod Squad pick up a win in like two, three minutes to show that they gotten over all their little issues and they complete cohesive unit again. And then they can just move towards heading towards tag team titles. I hope you're right, my brother. My fingers are crossed that that is the case because I I want to see Liv Morgan and Ruby Rod both succeed. You know what I'm saying? And Liv Morgan has like come a long way, like wrestling wise. So I actually want to see things pay out for her. So yeah, man. I, like I said, I'm hoping this is the end. You know, after you know, after Monday Night Raw to be the end of the whole iconic and Riot Squad stuff because it's getting redundant at this point in time. Yeah, I agree. So <clears throat> starting off tonight, you know, we had a fantastic United States Championship match, and. It featured the Hurts Business CEOs, Bobby Lashley, taking on my frat brother, Go Mob, Apollo Crews. Before that, though, I see why they finally gave MVP a contract, man, because that promo he cut 
before the match even jumped. I don't know if it was during the kickout show or before the match, but when he said that, you know, Lassie was gonna make him a stay-at-home dad, just some of the stuff before that. Hey man, shout out to Montel Montavious part of this run, fam. Hey, big facts. Um I know we were giving him hell at first when he first kept coming around, but he done did a, a complete 180 on that. And like you say, I'm appreciating what he's doing. He's making Bobby Lashley actually legitimate again. He's giving Shelton Benjamin something to do versus just being in catering and having a squash match. So I'm here for it. And you know, as always, because we've been in the show like this for the past three months, we always rooting for the, for the black people. Oh yeah, Especially exactly. The right. Exactly. You never know. We might see a Cedric Alexander. It'll be funnier. Well, not, it'll be more interesting though if it end up being Ricochet that joined the herd business over Cedric Alexander because Ricochet needs somebody to talk for him way more than Cedric Alexander do it by your pick. I like that even better. I like that even because, better because that way you'll also have like the high flyer in the group too. So you know, you'll have it mixed up between. Bobby Lassie being the powerhouse, and then you got Shelton Benjamin being, you know, the all-around amateur wrestler, yet athlete as well. But if you throw Ricochet in there, then you got that high-flying ability that they don't really have at the moment. Like, this ain't the gold standard, you know, Shelton Benjamin that we're getting right now. You know, this ain't the ain't no stopping me. No, like he's a little bit older now, so. He ain't finna be out here just, you know, front flipping off of ladders and nothing like that outside, though. But as far as the match goes between Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews, way better than I anticipated. It was actually good to see them both getting some time. You know, Bobby Lashley did a damn good job as far as, like, kind of grinding, you know, grinding the slow pace down, kind of keeping Apollo on the mat, not letting him really get going too much. And, the Apollo Crews was taking some punishment during this. Like, no lie. So, but he kept doing what he could do. He hit that standing moonsault, which, uh, you're going you gonna to need a new finisher, fam. Like, Apollo, you my boy. I'm glad to see you getting some shine. But, yeah, this little standing moonsault ain't going to get it. But at the end of the day, though, it was the boy Bobby Lashley. That ended up getting the dub, and he is your new United States champion. So, yeah, man. All around, though, that was a damn good United States championship match. Hell yeah. Better than I thought it was going to be. It was physical, and both men looked fantastic. But 14 years later, congratulations to Bobby Lassie for winning the United States championship. And my favorite part was the fact that he won clean. Yes. Because I was definitely worried that the Hurt Business was going to get involved and have it one of them Astrich wins, but. we only thing missing now is the headband. Yeah. And honestly, I, I don't even need it. Nah, the pants is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the pants and the new gear, like, I, I like this version of Bobby Lashley, man. Like, the full Lashley, it fits. Yeah. And also, shout out to the photo op, you know what I'm saying, post-match. They did one time for my boy Chadwick Boseman, RIP with the Wakanda suit, you know what I'm saying, salute. So, yeah, man, Um, so far, Payback have jumped out pretty good between the kickoff show and the United States Championship match. And it delivered also with a, I would say probably the most physical, you know, as far as like singles wrestling match. I'm not going to count the, you know, the no post-bar match, but hey, Big right. E and Shamus was out there, you know, they was really hey. just literally beating the shit out of each other. Like my boy Big E Singlet said, it was man slapping me. <laughs> but overall though, man, uh, for the most part, Shamus was working on a leg of Big E. Yo, that, you know, that little education and that single leg bouncing crab that he had on Big E, the way he was pulling it all the way back, I was just like, say, fam. Between that, when he locked in the little heel hook on him, once they even threw in the knee bar one time. Yeah. Like, this is, this is how you slowly but surely build a guaranteed main event start. 
Like you, you don't rush it. You don't necessarily have to have them squash people week after week. Let them have good ass matches against former champions. And who better than Sheamus? Especially like right now, because no matter how you feel about Sheamus, he is one of the top heels right now. And look, Sheamus came a long way too. And I was thinking about it watching the pay-per-view. Sheamus four title runs. He's beaten Cena twice, Roman Reigns, and Daniel Bryan. Easily Hall of Famers. So, I mean, what can you say about that resume? But Big E did, it, did end up getting the win, though, after hitting the big end. He definitely going to get a new finish, though. I ain't going to lie to you. But, yeah. uh, like I said, solid physical match. They beat the living shit out of each other. And once again, when Big E wants to get serious, he can get serious. And this proved that. And that promo that he cut on Corey, you know what I'm saying, on Corey Gray's post-match, I'll let you have that one, my brother. Hey, Look, I don't have to say anything other than just go watch the end of the match so you can hear it for yourself. But the fact that it alone shut Corey Graves up and had to have him speaking the praises of, of Big E to the point to where he was like, I don't know if you saw what I saw, but looking that man in his eyes, he has nothing but the utmost confidence. And I mean... Confidence gets you everywhere. Having that confidence in yourself is way more important than being serious or wearing tights or whatever the quote-unquote brass wants you to do to get over. If you have that confidence in yourself, knowing that you have the it factor, then the sky's the limit. Point blank here. Sky's going to always be the limit as long as you have that confidence in yourself. And speaking of having confidence in themselves, Dom's two favorite wrestlers fought each other next. <sighs> Matt I Riddle mean, on King Corbin, and look, pre-match they interviewed Riddle, who was higher than Trey Miguel, Dez, Wentz, and RVD put together. Boys' eyes was like this. Yeah, they were. And basically, the um, I think it was Kayla. It might have been the, the new chick. But basically, they said that Corbin tweeted that, you know, he's going to make him a failure in WWE like he's already a failure at home. <sighs> that sobered up Matt real, real quick because boy's eyes got big. And then, you know, we get to the, to the in-ring action. And I don't know about you, but I laughed because as soon as Riddle jumped in the ring to kick off his flip-flops, he had clothesline. Pyro hit, clothesline straight to the back of the head. Bruh. Yeah, I did laugh. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, oh, okay. But then I also knew, yeah, he was, Corbin was definitely losing. He should have lost anyway, but yeah, right. that solidified that he was definitely losing after that. So, I mean, look, fam, as far as the match goes, though, I mean, the match was what it was. That's really the only thing that I gotta say. It was I will say this though, I give I give Baron Corbin a bunch of shit, but he's another person who's definitely improved. You just drop the just drop the King gimmick, man. Like if For you what? just drop this King gimmick, let that man have his full year as King, like everybody else before him. It ain't been a year yet. Nope. When is the year up? Uh, shit, I don't know. Let's find out. I mean, like Jesus Christ, man, like. As a heel, look, he's done a way better job when it comes to selling, you know what I'm saying? His movement, as far as especially being for somebody that's what, six, 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 five. I mean he played football, so you gotta have some kind of good footwork. But hmm. yeah, man. The king gimmick, I'm just He technically just, has like two more weeks left. All right, so the what? Uh, the final happened Clash of Champ well, the Raw after Clash of Champions last year. So what happens first? The new game of consoles drop or King Corbin drops the you know the king gimmick? The new game the new game consoles. Nah, I'm gonna go with King Corbin because we still ain't got no price on the console yet. Cool. So yeah, um good win for Matt Riddle. Um uh, yeah, I'm as we know, this obviously isn't over because he 
like beat my little ass backstage, you know what I'm saying? Walking through the hallway, but who got their ass beat worse this past week, Matt Riddle or, or Drew McIntyre? I mean, Drew McIntyre, because I mean, he got a, a hairline, quote unquote, fractured jaw in the storyline. But bruh, this dude kicked you in the head like three times, man, with no remorse. First and the all, first two times, this nigga kicked got kicked twice, and he came back out there like ain't nothing happened. So you technically asked for that third. Cause my thing is this nigga down there done killed Cena Daddy, Vince, Shane, HBK, a couple Big of show. Big Show, what? Christian Edge, Triple H. Yeah, who announced that he's officially unretired now, but he was retired. Well, I I guess, but he said he's unretired now, which means that he's gonna be wrestling soon, so <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hate, for the most part, at least he put over young talent. That's true. That don't mean it's going to happen this time, depending on who you're going up against. But the the women's tag team championship match, the golden role models, Sasha Banks and Bailey out there looking like a, a beautiful red starburst, took on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And look, man, overall, though, the match is what I thought it was going to be. Um, they did a good job as far as, like, working night. Well, try to work night your leg, though. But, no try, they did. Well, yeah, they I'm did. Like, they and, that, that back of that knee, like, it was nobody's business. And she did a good job at barely selling it, you know, things like that. Um, all I'll say is kudos to Shayna Baszler, and I will leave it to you to let them know why. Before I get into that. You got you got to let Nia make make it. This this is one of the few times that she actually handled her. Granted, she almost killed Sasha when she was slamming her into the barricade, but that's Sasha's fault for not putting her arms up. Mm. Sasha didn't right. block it, so if your head hit the barricade, baby, that's on you. You know right. when you're getting too long, you're supposed to do like this. The men do it, the women do it. But look. We get to the final moments of the match, right? Shayna right. is going on a on a on a rampage, running through both Bailey and Sasha, Man. and she she looks at uh, at Nia and say, "You know, we can win." Nia say, "We got this." They, you know, actually get on the same page. Surprisingly, throw them into each other. Next thing you know. Shayna got Sasha in a modified Moodle lock. Yeah. Then she goes to put the careful to clutch on Bailey. Sasha tries to break it up. Shayna grabs Sasha's arm and proceeds to choke Bailey with Sasha's arm. Only for Sasha to tap out. No, Bailey. You're I mean, right. Bailey, Bailey tapped out. Bailey tapped out. And your new women's tag team champions are Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Yay for them. The important part of this is when they pan the camera back to your golden role models, the look from Sasha to Bailey, and then the look back from Bailey to Sasha tells you everything you need to know. Because now they're blaming each other for them losing. Because Bailey, the one who actually tapped, Sasha's arm was the one who was used to choke out Bailey. Yeah, but it's funny considering that Bailey just on SmackDown was looking at Sasha like, we don't need to lose these championships. Like, it was going to be Sasha as the one that took the fall. So, you know. I mean, but even on SmackDown, they both threw in some looks. Oh, yeah. So, is this is one of them few times where people have been calling and crying at the same time for this to happen. People wanted it to happen. Some people didn't want it to happen. This is how you tell a story and tell it the right way. Mm-hmm. You slowly plant seeds and you let them do little things like look at each other like, damn fool, why you choke me out and it cost us the titles? Or, damn, you gonna tap like that? You couldn't hold on? Like, you couldn't break out? 
after you told me that, you know what I'm saying, we don't need to lose these and it's your fault that we lost them because you, you know what I'm saying, give yourself a round of applause. So I don't know if it's going to be for the SmackDown Championship. I personally don't want it to be because I think they don't need a title for this feud. But if it is, then more power to them. We're going to get another Sasha versus Bailey Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, man. And it's going to be even more epic than it was the first time. Because they are way on top of their game. You know what I'm saying now? So you can only imagine. And I feel like the roles are going to be reversed. We're going to have Hill Bailey face Sasha. Yeah. Or tween or or Sasha. Either or. Either or. But Bailey would definitely be the the, the quote unquote heel in this situation, though. Facts. But no, but no. So what? Did, so what do you see next for Shayna and Nia Jax? Because you know Nia was celebrating like that drunk Andy who done you know got some Thunderbird at the cookout. I thought I was the only one who thought that. So nope. I think they're gonna possibly hold the titles to Clash Champions, and then I hope the Riot Squad. But knowing Vince McMahon and the WWE, we're going to have two blondes by the name of Natalia and Lana as our tag team champions. Bro, don't say that. Don't say that. I don't know you. Ooh, ooh. Scratch that. I just had the best idea. Naya and Shayna turn on each other, right? Right, right. Naya say, you know what? You can have the tag team titles. I'm going to go do my own thing. Shayna gives the tag team titles to Jessamine and Marina, and that's your way of bringing them up. I can see that. Now, granted, that means we'll have to see them wrestle some more, but, you know, I can see that as a good way. And then that way Shayna can go ahead and just, you know, focus on the women's title, and then they could possibly. Huh. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And then later on down the line, that means whenever Charlotte comes back, that'll eventually lead to some kind of, like, horse women match yeah that's far as far as they have the crybaby on their team or not on the mma side you know we'll see but i mean that's that depends on if the mom decides to come back or not so right now they can really just go three on three and then ooh, but that could also be a good way to like possibly bring both of them back whenever becky is ready though it's true you know they could like have a little three on three, and then you know they could they could all just be like, well, look, you know, it ain't a full horsewoman versus horsewoman without you know our forts. So I just you know see WWE, y'all need to highlight us, fam. But I will give y'all credit because nobody, including myself, was not expecting the greatness of Keith Lee to beat Randall Orton in less in five minutes see? with a super spirit bomb out of nowhere six minutes i definitely wasn't expecting him to win that quick i did have keith lee winning though and look i'm I'm still gonna complain just because i have the right to the new music is ass it is i don't care oh, cheeks it is the worst possible music i probably heard y'all put out in a while and that says a lot because we, I know we've cast a few other themes this year alone. Yeah, Seth, Bailey originally. Uh, yeah, quite a few. So, but this one, look, especially since you still have the original Bask in the Glory intro, the edit don't even go together. It don't. But now that I got my complaining out the way, thank you. For giving this man a shot against not only a future Hall of Famer, but Randy Orton. Somebody who is honestly equally as skilled in the ring. On top of that, think about the run that Randall has been on lately, too. Exactly. Because originally Monday, when Keith first debuted against Randy, people was like, so you gonna have Randy lose and he just came off of a title shot? He just lost. He's a 13-time champion. He can afford a loss. 
he's gonna still be in the title picture. Regardless. And why would you not want to continue to build up your mid and upper mid card? That way you have more people wait line and wait to move up to the main event. Exactly. And with a name like Keith Lee, with a person like Keith Lee, you gotta you gotta you ain't gotta like instantly shoot him to the moon, but considering y'all changed the majority of things that people liked about him in NXT, y'all definitely gonna have to come correct. And this was a good way to price back. Yeah, that's true. I feel like he would that shit when he came out there originally though, just to like troll people though. Cause I about to say them Brock Lesnar shorts was trash. Cheats, fam. Hey, Straight why Randy chopped Keith Lee so hard like that, though? And this was through the shirt. I ain't gonna lie to you, I was a little disappointed because I thought that Grizzly chop that Keith Lee was gonna live, was gonna, it was gonna yeah. hit him a little bit harder than that, fam. A little bit weak, but you know. See, Drew would have chopped the shit out of Randy. Like, that's what you should have did one time for Drew. Yeah. Walter would have like, tried to carry that man chest in. Also, my next question is: So he's from Wichita. So he's from Wichita, Kansas now. Now Wichita Falls, Texas. Look, you know they had a couple of a couple of misquotes throughout the night. Mm. I'm not. I'm just. You know what? If I watch Monday Night Raw and they announce him coming from Wichita Falls, Kansas, bro. I'm gonna turn this shit off. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm sorry, Keith Lee, you my boy, but it's just like, damn, he can't even be from his own original hometown. He gotta be from Kansas. Ain't no niggas coming from Kansas like that. I'd rather y'all say he's from Orlando since that's where he lives. Exactly. I just had, to, I just had to get that out the way. So, but go ahead. The Mysterios took on the Monday Night Moron and his discipline, and a <laughs> fantastic tag team match and last week i know me personally i was not feeling the little hood part of dominic's ring gear so i am glad that they did without it this week because seeing him do this 15 times throughout the match did get kind of annoying but man this is the this is the performance that i i wanted last week because there's no reason why we should have been talking more about pat mcafee than Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, that's true. But to be honest with you, even last, you know, even this performance at SummerSlam was, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, definitely. But this one, and I guess it just become, comes more with, you know, getting more and more comfortable in the ring. And plus, you know, Ray is showing no more. And you know, for sure, for sure, Seth is working with him. Oh, yeah. And, so, and Murphy. So, you know, just having that that learning tree right there for your first match and first few you can't help but grow you hope right i do you know kind of wish everybody and their mom would stop doing a frog splash but i get it for them i'll i'll give dominic mysterio a pass dom dom and like sasha the only two people who really just i can give passes to Right, because we all know like Eddie Guerrero is basically Sasha Banks' idol, and I mean, you know, Eddie Guerrero was a uh, really Dominique Mysterio's dad, so you know, you know, real papa. Yeah, so you got to do what you got to do, you know, keep it in the family. And speaking of the family, I kind of thought Angie was gonna come come to ringside and drop set the way he kept calling for. Her. Yeah, I'm kind. Yeah, Seth, you got chill, fam. Cause uh, yeah. you don't want them problems. I think Angie's though the real headmakers in that family. I ain't gonna lie, she looked like she she ready to hit you with the right hook, fam. All this fails, so with nah. With a smile I'm, on her face. With a smile on her face, and hoping you do it again, just so she can beat your ass up all over again. So so I mean, yeah. This was a fantastic tag match. Dom and Ray picked up the dub with a frog splash, you know? And this was the right decision. 
Honestly, Dom yeah. and, and Ray should definitely win this go around. Seeing that Seth won the singles match at SummerSlam, which was also the right decision. And more than likely, Seth's going to win on Raw against Ray, which also is the right decision. You can go ahead and have Seth win against Ray. And then, if you want Clash of Champions, one of your non title matches can be Seth versus Dom. And that could be the end of that feud. Hope so. But I um, mean, and, and and I'll say this though, originally I didn't care anything about this storyline whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I will say, and I, and maybe it's because this has probably been like the long one of the longest progression storyline that they've actually had. Like they really definitely won me over. So. Credit goes to everybody involved. Dominic, you know, Ray, Seth, and M- Murphy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they definitely. Hell, Alistair. Yeah. Um, we ain't going to talk about that. Austin Theory. But yeah. Mm, we ain't shouting at Austin Theory right now either. But. Damn. I mean, you know, it's a reason for that. But. but so, yeah. Shout out to everybody Dom- involved. Dominic's. Uh, Involvement was really the, the main part of the storyline that I was looking forward to. Yeah. Once they started showing him coming around more, I knew it was only going to be a better time before he actually got in the ring. And he's so far, you know, living up to the name. Oh, definitely. Like I said, I mean, once he, you know, get more in-ring reps in, he'll, he'll be fine. And, and also working with Seth Rollins will definitely improve your game. You know what I'm saying? Real quickly. And now <laughs> it's time for the main event, which was our no holds barred triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. It wasn't always a triple threat match, though. It was always a triple threat match. Was it? It was announced as a triple threat match from the beginning, so I'm going to call it a triple threat match. For the first 10 minutes of this match, though, it was a one-on-one singles match. That's the referee fall for for ringing the bell as soon as Bray, uh, Braun cleaned Bray's clock. So which one was funnier, that one or Corbin on Riddle? Corbin on Riddle just because it had the pyro. True. It would have been funnier, though, if he didn't get the flip-flops off and he would have knocked the flip-flops off and he closed on Now, Braun's was funny, though, because I was anticipating it because I seen him when he snuck into the ring. Oh, uh, yes, so I, I, was wait- I was waiting on it to happen. I watched him when he snuck into the ring. I'm like, I'm like, okay. It was literally right after Bray sat down his ladder. Mm. Okay, yes, you had even see it though. But and man, that scene entrance is easily the best Thunderdome entrance. We got the new Undertaker entrance, y'all. Seven minutes. And I'm okay with it. No, yeah, that's that's definitely fine because when you think about it, shit, it damn to take him and Randy Orton the same amount of time to get to the ring. Yeah, and shout out to Randy for having his uh his sparkler pyro back. I also noticed that too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, nothing you can say to change what you've done to. <laughs> <laughs> so, like my good brother was alluding to, Braun and Bray fought for the first ten minutes of the match in a typical. Paul Heyman guy slash Roman Reigns type match, you know, especially a triple threat. The Paul Heyman guy slash Roman Reigns chills for the majority of the match and then, you know, comes in and in. So they had some nice spots throughout the match. Um, shit, for a second, I thought the match was going to end real quick because boys got hit with Sister Abigail's and running power slams in, within the first two minutes of the match. And you get that big ass mallet, boy. When I tell you, Bray hit Braun square in the goddamn chest with that mallet. And here's another thing see, this is how I know. See, this this is when the match should have ended. He hit him with the mallet and then he snapped his neck twice. Why should the match have ended? Because he snapped his neck twice, no holes barred. He snapped his neck twice he's a monster among men he has fucking train smoke in his entrance he, he drowned no and came back bald headed man 
that swamp water like took his her away. He didn't do that himself. <laughs> there was definitely some radioactive swamp water. So they they flashback screen speak speaking of uh backstage, speaking of radioactive swamp water, and they show you the girl Alexa Bliss with her Harley Quinn party pigtails with the braid. And I don't know if we finna get a WWE version of like Joker and Harley Quinn. But if that's where they're going with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss, then I'm actually okay with it because I, I feel like that ship for her being Sister Abigail has sailed. Yeah, if anything, it would have been it would have been better having Nikki Crosby Sister Abigail, or even Paige. Right. But Sister Abigail just needs to stay a spirit and you know do what she did. I mean that's all well and good though, but the way she was looking at the fiend, she better to that for JoJo whoop that ass though. I mean, that's between her and JoJo. <laughs> My money on JoJo. Hey, yeah, she got that D town violence in the <laughs> None of that. She gonna go full sad dollars on the legs and fam keep playing. Like she the one that got braid her like that while she up there twisting her hair and braids and shit. Mm-hmm. My bad. Drug right back to Columbus, Ohio. I'm telling you. But I mean, yeah. And then, you know, we get the good old Brun sends the fiend through a table spot off the apron, you know. That weak ass table and spot. Speaking of weak ass, well, it wasn't really weak, but it was weak. So, so we get the superplex from the second rope it wasn't even a top rope superplex or maybe braun, i'm mistaken no. braun was definitely on the top i don't think bray could actually technically climb up top because of his feet yeah he probably would die but we get a second rope superplex and the ring imploded here comes the super part tell me what charles robinson did yo charles robinson flew out the ring so far and i didn't even realize it until they showed the replay because like when because when roman finally came out you know with his shirt signed you know signed the contract and you know walked to the ring with the chip skylarks on <laughs> he made the cover and there was no ref and then he was like paul get a ref so yeah when they showed the replay i was like oh that's what happened so robson flew out the ring now well, I've seen Charles fly, but I didn't know it was as dramatic as he as he did it. Okay, so I just gotta say this, man. Why the fuck did Roman keep rolling under the damn, you know what I'm saying, under the ropes instead of just going around to the side to where the ring and the ropes was already down? He literally kept rolling under the ropes that was still up. Look, he said he, he he ain't been there in a while. So he kinda rusty and his mind wasn't working right. Turning heel that has nothing to do with common sense when it comes to easier access inside the ring. Oh, I definitely agree with you. You have a chair in your hand and you still trying to roll up. Anyway, he pinned Brun, he he pinned the fiend a couple of times. It didn't work. Hey man, the fiend got up, hit him with the good old metal claw. And this is how you know Roman is just officially just like fuck it, because he kicked the fiend in the nuts. And then, you know, that was a rap for the fiend, kicked him in his little JoJo's. <laughs> he speared Brun. One spear gets the one, two, three, and Roman Reigns is your new Universal Champion. And before I throw it back to you, the funniest part of this whole match was at one point where Roman told the referee, Count bitch. <laughs> I died laughing, yo. I was like, All right, I can see what y'all about to be about if this is the case. Bruh, I instantly started laughing. He said, like, Count bitch. Like, that's how you know. He was like, say, hey, bro, I'm trying to win and get on out of here. But, yeah. We basically finna get the Roman Reigns version of Hollywood Rock. Minus all the leather. Hopefully. So, Hope. after he got the mandible claw, right? And you know how the camera zoomed in on Roman? 
why he looked just like him. <sighs> Are you feeling it's nah, so I mean look, I'm not even gonna spend too much on, on the, the IWC and the smarts of the world who've been butthurt for the past eight days since Roman Reigns has returned at SummerSlam. At this point, the same way we had to do the other three, four title reigns he had, y'all got to do it now. Get over it. Yeah. One, the man relinquished the Universal Championship due to his leukemia coming back. He never lost. Two, he was going to be Universal Champion come WrestleMania. Hey, he decided not to take a health-related leave. Three, and most importantly, he is the man. No matter how much you hated it, didn't agree with it. He's just like Austin. He's just like Rock. He's just like Paul. He's just like John. When all else fails, when Ravens are in the trash can, guess who the title goes to? The guy. I mean... Yeah. I don't even care about ratings. I might be I aiming to cut you off, but just to like add to that, this past SmackDown, the rating was like two point like five million. So there you go. Four. Roman Reigns have been around for five to six years. Six years on the main roster. Seven. Like the Shield debuted in 2013. We've been asking at least for the past four to five years to do something different. Turn Roman Hill. We finally get what we want, and we as fans, we shit on it. Because we Why? don't like the way they did it. Roman don't deserve a title or title reign. They're gonna bury the fiend. Blah blah blah. First of all, one loss, it's not a barrier. The Fiend didn't take the pinfall. The Fiend still has plenty of more things left to do. They have the whole Alexa Bliss storyline to explore. He still technically do a rematch if they want to go that route. The Fiend doesn't even need a title. And technically, he's already a three-time champion anyway. So, like, whatever. So, you got that. Then you got people complaining that there's reports that Roman's gonna hold the title to Mania. Big okay. whoop. Not the first time somebody didn't held the title to Mania. Ain't the last time. Can Who I knows? just add to that real quick? Go ahead. On top of that, they are reporting that the fiend is in for a baby face run. I don't know how it's gonna work, but they gonna have Roman at the top heel, and they try to do something, you know, tweenerish with the Fiend. So, which I mean, he's already pretty much tweenerish. Exactly. So that's what we got. You know what I'm saying? To look forward to, it. and I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to see how this works out. Plus, we still have the Big E singles push. AJ Styles is still on SmackDown. That's what I was going to say about Big E winning the Rumble and facing Roman and Mania. Cool. Also, when, you know, the Uso brother Nia is back, we can once again have him, you know. No, we've been on that. Heel. But I'm just saying, though, it'll all coincide with Big E, though. Like, because think about this, though. I get it. Just because last time they forfeited their match against the New Day to give Kofi his title shot, but we good on that. Send the Usos over to the Raw, keep them separate from Roman and let them... Because otherwise, you're just going to get that same bar about how y'all can go back and do what y'all good at, and that's what? Carrying bags for Roman. But, yeah, I'll be down with Big E versus Roman at WrestleMania, and then that'll be... Because think about how much more important that Big E title win to be beating Roman after he done had the belt for what, damn, six to eight months? Yep. Plus, 
I don't think Xavier Woods, Akalas, will be back in or be healed in time for him to be back for January, February ish. And it, it takes a full year minimum just to even, yeah. So, I mean, look at Ember. I ain't even trying to be funny, but like Ember still ain't back yet. Exactly, and they and honestly talking about that's my worst. Exactly. So, you never know. But overall, overall though, this payback for me gets a, a solid A. It was it was solid action all the way through. We had some good title changes. Um, I can't really say unexpected title changes because I knew Roman was winning as soon as he came back. Yeah. We already had Nia and Shayna beating the Golden Role Models. Biggest shock probably was the United States Championship changing hands, honestly. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I ain't going to – well, it, well, title change-wise, yeah, but the biggest shock is Keith Lee winning in six minutes against right. Randy Orton clean with no shenanigans. So that would be my biggest takeaway. But, yeah, I agree with you, though. An A for a pay-per-view that was put together in a week, especially after SummerSlam. Job well done, WWE. See, we can give y'all credit when y'all do good. It's just rare y'all do good. But in this instance, good job, pay-per-view. I mean, we can give y'all credit. Wrestling Twitter won't, though. Nah. Nope. They're going to they gonna rant for, for 10 minutes on, on their podcast about how it was the stupidest effing decision ever. He just comes out there. He just signs the contract, and then he inserts himself in the match. That's not the way things work. It's wrestling. Like, it bro, is. y'all been watching wrestling for 20, 30-plus years, and you still ain't realized that you have to suspend logical thinking when watching wrestling. And like you said, when you think about everything, do y'all really think that if Roman didn't decide to like take this hiatus that he wouldn't have been champion already? So that's my thing though. He was gonna have the belt anyway. It was gonna be him before it was gonna be Bray anyway. Braun. Braun but, was never gonna I mean, get a ring. Braun no, I mean, would like, Well, yeah, that's what I meant. My bad. Yeah, you're right. That, that Braun yeah. literally got this title ring because Roman the week before WrestleMania decided that he wasn't going to come due to COVID-19. They was like, oh, shit, we need to put somebody believable in this spot to take the belt from Goldberg since we done fucked up and squashed the Fiend in 30 seconds with a, with a spear. Yeah, that was bullshit. But, yeah, take us on home, sir. Oh, shit, it's been a while since I did this. As always, you can find us by going directly to hoflodgepodcast.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, be it Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Google, so forth and so on by searching Hot Flowers Podcast on Facebook and our YouTube at Hot Flowers Podcast and on the good Twitter machine at Podcast Flyers, Dom's Twitter at Freshly Snipes 21, my Twitter at underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, Rascal Way, Too Sweet, Black Lives Matter. Top guys out.